Usually I watch it like spaced out over a week and today it was three times in a row. Three times in a row. Let's do it. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a few times in a row, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. All right. No arguments here. Yeah. Let's get into it. You cannot play God then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes and you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, your hosts, Lisa and Kaylee, take you through the original sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica, episode by episode. And this week we are drinking, well, kind of two beers again. (laughs) Um, Not for any particular reason, except for the perfect beer that Kaylee found is probably going to taste horrible. So We're going to taste it live (laughs) on air. I couldn't resist. I've been seeing Six Point Citrus Jammer in the store for the last couple of months. And I think of Lil Jammer every time I see this can. And boy, is this the last episode where that's going to be appropriate. It's so. true. And so for you, our listeners. Oh, should I? All right. We're going to drink it together. Mine. We're going to drink it. And it's it's really, it's a, it's a measure of how how dedicated we are to you that I'm we just would. gonna read um this is brewed with lime and sea salt and vitamin j okay what vitamin is, j what does that mean i don't know <laughs> um let's go all right oh my god yeah no that's it, weird it tastes like it tastes like a beer you dropped in the ocean it doesn't even taste like beer it tastes like a weird lemon lime drink. It tastes like a lemon soda you dropped in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that this is kosher for me. Oh, mm. sometimes beer has corn. Yeah, sometimes. Mm. Crazy Americans. Yeah, All right. Well, that was um, an experience. And now I'm back to my IPA. Yeah, we have um, a backup little something Lagunitas IPA mm. because much like the character this beer was purchased for, questionable at best mm. so we've got some listener feedback oh we do from twitter which is where we get most of our listener feedback although i i hear that we do have an email address somewhere Look, in theory we do <laughs> how often do we check it not that often how but, often um, do people use email yeah i don't I mean, know i don't know there's always so many accounts but if you'd like to email us i do check it from time to time uh, our email address is beersbeatsbsg at gmail.com. Just in case you're not on Twitter, but if you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter because Lisa got called out for saying her favorite characters were Gata and Zarek. Which, like, I don't understand why that's a problem at this point. I don't know. Um, I guess and we'll... And now I'm concerned. Keep that in mind. Are they going to date? Oh. If only. It's just always where your mind goes, isn't it? Is, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can, <laughs> Lindsay G called you out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a great little thread with some, some delightful there were memes lots of gifts that you might, yeah. you might go and check out. Um, Lisa G also, uh, Lindsay G. Oh, sorry. That's You're all right. You Lisa. got it right the first time. I did. It's quite, it's quite normal. It's like, I kind of mix you up with like Callie and Kaylee because well, like, I know I'm the host of this podcast and every time you do the opening, I keep waiting for you to say Melia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> I think she wouldn't mind this citrus jam beer, actually. It's right up her alley. Oh, all right. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's she was, she wasn't really a fan of the IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think next week maybe back to a solid IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindsay G also uh, gave us 
Give us a shout out for shouting out Mary, Mary McDonald's podcast, which we didn't actually really shout out. It's called Lady Bam Podcast, and I've listened to a couple episodes of it, and I think it's great. So that's an official shout out for you. Great. Lindsay G and Mary McDonald. Um, Always shouting out to her. Yeah. And then uh, Steve Supersonic Jeffrey gave me a call sign. Oh, that's great. Yeah. What's your call sign, Kaylee? Showboat. Great. Which is like a hot musical. dog, another borrowed call sign and I had to look up showboat and make sure she didn't die because we saw her in Razor I was going to be offended if he gave me a call sign of somebody who died yeah but then you're just carrying on her legacy fair but I think she's alive so it's fine okay great I just had to check <laughs> we lose people so easily okay so Kaylee showboat hey Kaylee showboat Waldo yeah mm-hmm. and we have not heard back about our um our call sign last week so I'm just gonna assume that's fine I like breeder I think it's a great call <laughs> sign. Yeah, pretty great. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, great. So let's get into it. Let's get into this. All right. Today we are talking about season three, episode five, Collaborators. This was written by Mark Verheiden, who, uh, among other things, is uh, noted as one of the writers of The Mask. Oh, wow. A great film. Yeah. And Cameron Diaz uh, is like the hottest she ever was in that film, just because... Was she just like a curvier person and then suddenly very skinny? Because I, I feel I like she know. was really curvy in that film. Like That I is not one curvy. of the things I remember from The Mask. It's been a while. Oh, I just like my That's head goes straight you to remember? Cameron Diaz singing, which I'm sure must not be her voice actually now in retrospect, having heard her sing in other things. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and shout out to Anna. Uh, Scuttlebutt, who is our sponsor for this episode. Heck yeah, Anna Scuttlebutt. Yeah, she's also our like Battlestar Galactica encyclopedia for the yes. most part. Thanks for so that too. Thank you for your ongoing support as a patron. Patreon? Hmm. Patron on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and also for your ongoing fact-checking for us who, um, well, I can't look things up because spoilers and Kaylee does a lot already. I'm trying. Yeah. Trying to keep up. Trying to keep up. Um, <laughs> you can also support us on Patreon if you so choose to. We have several different levels um, of support starting at $1. So just um, head on over there if you want to do that. And then you get to sponsor an episode and you get a call sign, which yeah. may or may not be as good as Breeder. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, sometimes you get a call sign, sometimes you sponsor. So we'll, um, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Great. All right. Okay. Um, so this was directed by Michael Reimer, who directed the film Queen of the Damned. Oh, wow. I actually, like, I have so many comments about the direction of this episode. Okay. Which is, like, very unusual for me because I don't usually pay that much attention to, like, that element of it. But there was actually so many moments where I was like, this is amazing. I really love this thing that he did or this thing that he did. Yeah. You know, this was not Michael Reimer's first rodeo. Um, and this originally aired on October 27th, 2006. Oh, that's my mom's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Lisa's mom. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> this episode has the longest previously on. It's pretty long. It's I forgot that we hadn't, it's like, and it's so many things that, yeah, anyway, it was a lot. It was a lot. It's a lot. At this point, it's just like, if you didn't watch the last four episodes, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, Exactly. And this was back when, like, people were still watching TV live. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, I mean. How did anyone survive those days? Yeah, it's a pretty rough time. Uh, so we're going to get right into this. We start out immediately in the airlock. And we've got these six people who uh, make up the circle. And they've got Jammer on his knees with a bag over his head. Yeah, it's very a lot. 
It's very a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They accuse him of treason and crimes against humanity. He was apparently part of a mission and assault on a temple of Artemis, uh, where 23 people were killed, men, women, and children. Mm. Shit, man. Yeah. Uh, And And there's no personal, like, this is a very, very... uh, What's what I'm looking for? Impartial. Totally impartial. Yes. Nobody uh, has any feelings about anything that happened on New Caprica. Nope. Mm -mm. Yeah. This is all above board. Yes. This is exactly how juries work. (laughs) Totally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So Jammer tries to defend himself. He says he um, he's the one who uh, got Callie to run away because again, it's all about Callie. It doesn't matter how many people you kill as long as Callie's okay. Yeah, and um, also the flashbacks in this are completely unnecessary. We just watched the previously <laughs> on for like five minutes. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a lot. It it's, was so annoying. I was watching it and I was like, Did, so was that really necessary? I think just we saw the, what like happened. Like hitting us over the head. With, and not only that, that scene we saw... Twice we saw it in two two episodes Sorry. ago, and then one episode ago, <laughs> yeah. and then in the previously, yeah. and then we flash back to it again. Some again, get it. the writers like, hey guys, we we know, we know, mm. yeah. Um, and so Connor is one of the uh, the people in the circle, and he had a son, Kevin, who was a mere seven years old, who yes. died in the uh, we hear that a couple Artemis of times. Attack. Yeah, he's very he's very dramatic. And it's not to say that losing a son is not difficult. It's just a it's a dramatic delivery. Oh, it's my really son. I know her. Kevin. He, he was, was only seven. seven years old. Okay. Well, All right. And also for our Australian listeners, shout out to Kevin O Seven, which was the slogan of our Prime Minister back in two thousand seven when he was running for office. I do not like him. But um that <laughs> well, was his slogan, Kevin O Seven. What a slogan. Yeah, and here we are with <laughs> Kevin who's seven. Well he was seven. He was seven, he'll be seven always yeah i guess so yeah this is pretty sad like dramatic fathers aside that's (laughs) terrible um Um, this is a really hard scene though because uh jammer's chief gets in there and tries to play good cop and mm. jammer's like oh you know we we thought maybe it was a trick and that they were insurgents and then we saw the bodies Mm. and i don't there's i mean it's always like this there's yeah and it's difficult to watch he uh, it is actually very beautifully shot, though, when you kind of pan back and he's, like, in the middle of the yes. um, airlock. That was really great. Um, and then um, when he gets shot out of the airlock mm-hmm. and he's, like, gone right alongside the huge Battlestar Galactica, I thought that was, like, a really interesting it was. shot. And it kind of, like, was really, like, the one for the many kind of thinking. Like, you, you look at that and you're like, oh, here's this one person and here's this, like, massive, like ship of people yeah. um and he's like it's just like very stark i really liked it i thought it i was did a good too choice. i also wondered what the odds were that he would bump up against like the window of one of the other ships oh yikes gnarly <laughs> i and never they've been doing this all that. over the fleet apparently so like are there just bodies floating out there i mean you got to imagine they get oh i don't know How, and it like it kind of looks like they're sort of floating right now like they're mm. moving the ships are moving but they're just sort of idling like yeah. they're moving very slowly so I you don't haven't know. seen the hundred have you because they they have like it's actually quite clever i mean the 100 is quite like Battlestar galactica in a lot of ways um the one thing one word that they have on there that i really like um they call it floating someone and mm. that's just like putting them out the airlock but then they use it in their language all the time as well like not unlike 
how frack is like part of the Battlestar Galactica thing floating it's like oh go float yourself like they'll use it like in the language it's really great oh, I like that actually. yeah and so when I saw that I'm like oh floating like <laughs> yeah go float yourself all right that sounds creepy I would check that out um so yeah goodbye jammer and just for this scene we're drinking this terrible beer <laughs> yeah the sacrifices we make for you guys yeah and for jammer and for jammer um yeah. oh yes as an australian i don't say the r yes I, ju- I like i like the way jammer sounds without the r jammer jammer mm-hmm. all right yeah great so um uh i did want to note that they are since they left new caprica um they have started their measurements of time over again so this is the third day of the second exodus Oh, okay. Yeah. So they've only been gone for three days because it uh-huh. seems like they make it seem like so long. Like when um in the next scene, when Tyrrell's talking to Callie, she's like, oh, I don't even remember. Also, I am like done with Callie being like shown to be this like helpless. Yep. Fucking Remember person. when she bit that guy's fucking ear off? Yeah. Where's that Callie? She is a badass. I am like tired of this like she's yeah. like laying in bed she's like asleep she's like oh what she's like with the baby it's like come on guys i mean to me that kind of read as like okay chief is off again doing secret missions again mm-hmm. that she's not included in she is still stuck with the baby that's like also his baby that yep. he could be around sometimes to take care of uh-huh um she's also working for the like she's she's back in uniform because what she says is like oh am i on watch mm-hmm. like she's about to get up and go serve yeah um so but, i just read it yeah. as like she's fracking exhausted because she has a baby and a full-time job and a husband who's off murdering people all the time yeah but it's tough man still i feel like I mean, not enough she doesn't get enough credit i think yeah for mm-hmm. sure and like this is what i like this is not the side of her that i want to see exactly no like, if I she's want... doing all that badass stuff i want to see it i want to see her doing it i want all the women of bsg to be badass all the time um yeah mm-hmm yeah. So um, the ship is really overcrowded now. You can um, see that in so many scenes as well. Like yes. Every scene, there's like people everywhere. Which is such a stark difference from when we saw Adama like walking the empty halls mm-hmm. of Galactica when everybody was on New Cap. Yeah, it's really... And the ship is still like really beat up from the attack and the people are still beat up. Like everyone still has like cuts and stuff on their faces yeah. that are like It's a lot of healing. good attention to detail. Very much so. Yeah, it's... It's always interesting to me how quickly this season gets us off of New Caprica. Mm-hmm. Like that for another show that might have been an entire season just being like on that planet. And they, I don't know, they made the decision to like get out of there really quick. And I, I think, think it's, it's good. I think it was kind of boring on New Caprica. Yeah. I mean, the, the day-to-day life would have been really boring just seeing everyone mm. suffer and not have toilet paper would yeah. have been shitty. I mean, you a whole, come on. <laughs> Oh, right. Continue. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was less, it was just such a dad joke, if we could call it that. Um, but it was it only was, semi-intentional. It was, oh, come on. But it's great. All right, let's get into the credits. We're back to the old credits now. Yeah, with the survivor count, mm-hmm. I noticed. So our survivor count is currently 41,435. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked up, this is, they've lost 8,115 people since the season two finale, oh, which wow. would have included the uh, explosion, mm. the, the nuke that was set off on cloud nine. 
Yeah. So between that and New Caprica, they've lost 8,000 plus people. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. I, I love th- that in the dun duns they include um, Rosalind kissing Baltar. I actually have a note about this. It's so misleading. It's so, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. like when they advertise a movie to be a completely different movie than mm-hmm. it is. Like, obviously that's not going to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to suck you in for that commercial break. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't think anyone would ever watch that and be like, that's the thing that's that seems happen. legit yeah. for these characters to get there in one episode. So yeah, then we're uh, right into Gaius's dream. Yeah, we don't have to wait long to see that kiss. Yeah, which is kind of good because it's like if they'd made you wait for that, it would be oh, that would so have been shitty. you would have been like stewing on that for the whole episode. Um, yeah, shout out to Six's red dress. Oh, so good. I know. Also, I feel like the color, the colors in the Cylon ship. Mm-hmm. Um, that people are wearing are really interesting. Like yeah. she's wearing a red dress, he's wearing white, and then Lucy Lawless. Oh my god, that dress! That like, we'll Marilyn get. Monroe oh. dress, and like a nice like back side boob action. Mm, yeah, okay. there was. All right. And then there's a whole scene where like she's her back is to the camera, and they're just showing the top bit of her, and it actually looks like she's topless, which I think is really interesting. That and is, I don't know if intentional. I'm sure it wasn't. And then when Six comes back in, sorry, I'm jumping ahead, mm-hmm. but like I just to do the um she's wearing all black and hey. like pants and a top. Hey. And so it's like super interesting. What's black and white and red all over? <laughs> what? <laughs> is this a dad joke episode? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Go yeah. on, tell me. Well no, I mean just the silence in this episode. Yeah, it's true. The dad joke answer would be a newspaper. <laughs> but anyway. I don't oh. think those are red all over anymore. Yeah, I don't think that they're um red much at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I also they're not black and white anymore either, so fair. Yeah, anyway. Um so shout out to Six's dress. Yeah, it's real good. And also just like Gaius and um when he wakes up how like the thing keeps like jumping forward like just slightly. The thing? Oh like it's like it's shot, but like there just keeps being these little breaks where he just like moves backwards like a second. Oh. It's really interesting. I would go back and watch it, but we can't we can't get out of this without talking about this fucking dream of his. Oh, yeah. Come on. Let's go. Yes. So it's Rosalind, Adama and Ty. This is like guys's fantasy is that these people are like, he did the best he could. <laughs> he He's an all right guy. He just wants to be accepted. Can yeah. He? Don't be and he says even in his dream, he says mistakes were made not i made mistakes not i'm sorry yeah mistakes were made yes they're very fine people on both sides yes (laughs) great people (laughs) yeah so is head six still head six when she's in a dream i don't know i think that's dream six Mm. yeah i don't think six is dressing like that these days in the red i mean head six dresses all kinds of ways yeah yeah but she's been a bit pissed off at Gator really hasn't she Gator guys <laughs> this is also the episode of uh, mistaken identity yeah um yeah and then Rosalind comes in with this line where she even she kind of sounds like a robot she's like I've always wanted you <laughs> she can't even deliver it like yeah it's but real. knowing like Bolta's like history with women he I mean he just doesn't even read those things anyway oh sure he but that's like, when he knows so he's dreaming yeah like, he's like oh Rosalind, Rosalind would never go here. I'm <laughs> dreaming. She's like, yeah, you are. But if you're a Rosalind Baltar shipper, this is the episode for you. Yeah, yeah. This is I. My prediction is that this is the only time this will happen. Hopefully, there's <laughs> not going to be more more dreams. <laughs> 
Yeah. Also, okay. So this room with this chaise lounge mm-hmm. and the little wooden table and the goblet of water. And like he wakes up naked. So can you just like picture Gaius Baltar like passed out for three days, naked, sprawled out on this ridiculous chaise lounge? Have I? <laughs> it's just such a hilarious image. Yeah. Silence watching over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, now I have got that image. Yeah. Well, I, I like the furniture that they chose. They're like, what's the most pompous, ridiculous, unnecessary piece of furniture that we can have this man sleep on? Yeah. It'll make him feel right at home. In, exactly. And um, naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I have that image. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I got a this. Yeah. This is a shout out for our IPA. I got a little <laughs> something to tell you later. <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> okay. Is uh, it that James Callis did a naked photo shoot on a lounge? Not exactly, but you're not far off. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Okay, continue. Let's get there. Let's get there. Let's get there. Um, but yeah, so is he a prisoner or a guest right now? He's like, the, he's got a centurion guarding him, not letting him leave the room. So he put a lot of trust in like, yeah, I'll just go on the Cylon ship and everything will be fine. It's true. It's like when, okay, come on, Buffy reference. It's yes. like when Spike goes to Charles's house. Is he a prisoner? Oh, no. Actually, it's more like Andrew. In season seven. <laughs> What's the word that he Both uses? Both of those moments in Buffy are way more funny than this. Th- this. But, um... What's the word? Oh, he's a hostage. And he's like, I prefer guestage. <laughs> I think that's what Gaius Baltar is right now. <laughs> he's so good. Andrew's so good. I met Tom oh, Lang so and I saw him do a look for less. And that, thank you very much to Kara for that opportunity. That was my 30th birthday present. Yeah. Um, and I saw Tom Lang do um, the Tilda Swinton show. Mm. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Was it so good? It was fantastic. I is it still it. going? Uh, Tilda, what is it? Tilda Swinton answers a Craigslist ad. I forget what the name of it is. It's, it's amazing. Oh. What a delightful human. Yeah, he just is. Anyway, yeah. there's right. our first, maybe last Buffy reference for the oh, come on, let's oh, be real. A big, that's a big promise. This is like the day after you ate ice cream with the buffering <sighs> pod so people. Yeah, They're so cute. They are great. Please, um, please cookie dough fudge mint chip is not as good as you want it to be. It's yeah. not bad. It's just not It's just a, a world-changing ice cream flavor. Which is what Buffy makes it sound like. Indeed. Yeah. We, anyway. We did agree that it would taste better if you had just had sex with Buffy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Everything tastes better when you've just had sex with Buffy. <laughs> and or Angel. And or both at the same time. Now sure. there's a fantasy. Hey. Yeah, but how could you keep up? Uh, sorry to... Our listeners who are not Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans, we have are, we convinced you yet? Are we? Do we have any fans that do not watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I just feel like that's where we're at—the sweet spot of like. Anyway, that was a long ramble. Let's get back to the show. It was. Uh, so, <laughs> guestage. Um, Gaius Volta, <laughs> the guestage. Yeah, and then uh, we're we're gonna get to uh, Sam sleeping in his bunk as well. Um, which I assume he shares with Starbuck because boy is Galactica crowded. It's crowded. crowded. Opens his curtain, all the people. So many people, they can't even have a nice little moment together without no, people like literally walking, walking through, the middle through of them. them. Like, excuse me, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Starbuck, she she says, sleep when you're dead. She's got her gear back. She's very agitated. Um, Do you think she might be a little bit uh, traumatized there? Hmm. Yeah. I mean... 
Twitter. I, I feel why. like um, if She's any dramatic. if any therapists are <laughs> have survived and are part of the uh, four thousand plus remaining humans in space, uh, they should have a lot of clients. Yeah. Anywho. So we find out in this next scene that um, Zarek is the current president. President Zarek? I had to take the <laughs> microphone away from me because I'm going to yell. President Zarek! Your eyes got crazy. so big. My notes just have question. I put it up on Twitter because I was so excited. Oh, wow. I'm looking at like the screen where we record and like the lines are like all over the place. Mm, I'm sorry for yelling yikes. in your ear, folks. I did pull the microphone away, but that had to be yelled. Mm-hmm. President Continue. Zarek. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, he was vice president before he was imprisoned for four months. Yes. And then the president abandoned. And then maybe vice president again with Roslyn, his secret lover. Maybe, or maybe he blew that. I mean, he blew it. But at this point, I thought it might be with Roslyn. And so I was very excited. But so we find out they've got this three day window. They're waiting for a new quorum of 12 to be appointed um, because even though they don't have any planets anymore they still have representatives from each of the 12th planet yeah yeah we've got to keep that division happening well sure um i don't know checks and balances i guess uh and so he's going to um submit Rosalind for vice president once she's sworn in he's immediately going to step down and then she is going to make him vice president it's great it doesn't seem shady at all it's perfect plan could you imagine if that happened? I, honestly, I can at this point. Uh, I can yeah. imagine anything happening My in politics at this point. My country changes prime ministers every year and a half or so. Yikes. I can totally imagine this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And Isn't this, this is how Russia works? Because I think that, cons- I, okay, I studied Russian politics a long time ago. Okay. But I feel like what happens in Russia, and please contact me if I'm wrong, is there's like two leadership positions and like one is appointed by the other. And I feel like Vladimir Putin goes from being one to like the other. <laughs> and that's just like how that has happened for so many years. I should, I'm not as well versed in Russian politics as I used to be, but I'm pretty sure that's how it's happened. It's like, oh, I'm the prime minister. Oh, now I'm the president. And it's like, just switches. But ultimately, it's just He always has the power. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here too in America. (laughs) Sorry, that's not a funny joke. Continue to talk about this way less corrupt. No, no. Well, it's very of. unrealistic political situation. I think situation. anything's less corrupt than what we're going on. Now, my uh, um, next comment is just gator hair. That's it. Mm, okay, yeah. So we'll we'll jump right to uh, the CIC where Gator comes in his in his civvies because he's I guess you know he's not part of the colonial fleet nope. now. Um, strolls into the and... CIC really awkwardly, and everything's getting patched up. And uh, you know who's not here for it. One eye tie. Who is no longer sober? No. Nope. Nope. He just got off that sobriety train. He's like, sobriety, this sucks. Found found a bottle. Or mm-hmm. several. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and no one even pretends in this scene to not be watching. Like the entire room just mm-hmm. stops and is like, ooh. The background actors of this episode are actually pretty good. Like yeah. in every scene, like they're all like really. They watching. respond how you would expect people to respond mm-hmm. when. Two people are loudly fighting in a room. I hate well, actually, when background one people are, like always is loudly ignore fighting. Them. Like, <laughs> Kate is not saying shit. Yeah, he's just like, okay, cool. I'm taking this, and it's like, kind of like I don't know if I'm impressed or like not impressed because it's like, Gator, you did really good stuff for the resistance, and like, defend yourself. But then also, there's something really like 
awesome that he's just like, you know what? I know that I was, I did right things and wrong things. And like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel I about think Gate is probably conflicted about the role that he played. I mm. don't think he thinks of himself as a hero, which I think is part of why. Not a hero, but I think he certainly knows that he did what he could. He did what he could. I think, I think it's probable that he feels he did not do enough. And I think that's why he doesn't shout about all of his good mm. deeds is because he feels in some way like he might have been complicit. I think it's it's a gray area for him. I think it's also really difficult. And this is like a, a very, it's quite relatable to the real world where like if you want to uh, make change happen, sometimes the best way to do that is by playing by the rules for a while and kind of going into the belly of the beast and getting to a point where you have power to do something about things. And so those people need to exist, just like people who are like screaming and protesting need to exist if we can put it to like a like a social justice scenario. Like you need people in the street protesting. You need people who are agitators, but you also need people who are going to get themselves, like play by the rules and get themselves into positions of power to um so that they can then make change happen. And it's not that one is better than the other. It's just that they're different ways of tackling the problem. And I think that Gator, uh, he played by the rules, got to a position of power, and then tried to do the right thing once he was there. Yeah. And without him, they wouldn't be on the Battlestar again. So, like, As they find out just in the nick of time. Yeah, of course, in the nick of time. But I, I, I just think it's really interesting. Um, and sorry, because that probably should have been for the theme section. But No, we, can get, we can get into that now. <laughs> I, I agree with you on all points. It's uh, It just becomes a question of like, how much do you sacrifice to get to the place within the system yeah sometimes oh, and in this 100%. case i don't think gata i don't think he's responsible really for a lot of harm that came to no the people no it's just being having to be in the room for some of the things that went on but also he was in love and you can't fault him for that it was you all can't. about the day and all the all's fair in love and war exactly mm-hmm. um so anyway yeah. um also <laughs> Have you ever to to do a a complete turnaround? Have you ever seen Ellen DeGeneres's um, HBO stand up specials? No. Okay. Well, number one, they're very good, mm-hmm. and uh, I should watch them. Everyone should watch them. Um, but she does this bit about like injuring yourself in public and being kind of embarrassed about it and like pretending everything's fine when you're actually severely injured. Yeah. So she has this whole bit about walking into like a a glass door and going, <laughs> does anyone seen my eye? I can't find my eye and I can't watch this scene without thinking without about it thinking about it and i may go home and watch the entire special okay because it's quite brilliant i think i will have to watch that i um i actually have a um a note i never realized that adama was shorter than ty because he's mm. such a big presence that i just felt like he was bigger and in this scene you can really see that ty is like quite a bit taller than he is yeah i think he's a, a tall guy yeah, yeah but i never realized it and i think that really speaks to like adama and like well edward james almost's depiction of adama and how he just seems to be this larger person yeah. even though he's like it's the third season and i never noticed that he was shorter than ty before i always in my mind he was bigger yeah i don't know if i thought about it but i i do think that's a testament to for sure the character and the actor amazing yeah. it's really true 
Um, also Ty saying like go to sleep like or he, whatever oh. he said it was like almost exactly what he said to Ellen isn't it too real it was really and I was like whoa okay that's a lot I don't know if that was intentional I assume it must have been intentional it seemed yeah it, the parallels there are, mm. are pretty strong um, yeah but he's not he's not gonna forget about what happened yeah he's gonna hold on to that rage for probably ever yeah mm-hmm. I mean mm. When you kill your wife, I guess it's not something that you forget particularly quickly. Yeah. Quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it sure does motivate him being ready to execute all these motherfuckers. Yeah. I have, um, <laughs> he does a whole big thing about like evidence and justice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I can see that you're really for evidence and justice yeah, by he, the people that you makes, chose. He uh, makes that big speech and then immediately, like the next person they look at is Gaeta and they're like, we have no evidence on him. And everyone's like, doesn't matter. He's guilty. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I've written, not Gaeta. Yeah. Oof. So uh, we find out they are, they've been doing this for a while and they still have 57 more people to uh, go through and execute their I wonder how on. many people they found innocent in this. It seems like zero. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, because I was they're very un- unbiased, impartial jury of your peers. Totally. Totally fine. I was a little confused about how they are carrying out these executions and I, I didn't get it till like a, one of my rewatches um, where they have people on every ship who, if they like find someone guilty, they contact somebody on another ship oh, who wow. performs the execution. Yeah. That's a lot. So they're not doing all of these personally. Jammer might've actually been their first one, first or second. Oh, okay. Um, which I don't know for a minute. I was like, it's very game of Thrones. Like, he who passes the sentence must swing the sword. And I think you don't watch Game of Thrones. But. I don't, but I've seen the first two seasons and that's ah, like the first episode, right? Yeah. And or at, like one of the first episodes. At first I was like, okay, at least like, I don't know, they have to own up to these decisions they're making, but I actually kind of know that they don't because these people are all spread out all yeah. through the fleet and they only handle a couple of them personally. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever talked before about Michel Foucault and his like thoughts on the prison system. Have yeah. I, sp- I don't know if I've spoken about this on this I podcast. I don't think you have, but I am taking an anthropology class right now and we have gotten deep into some Foucault. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting. Like he, he says this whole thing about the uh, prison industrial complex, whatever. Basically, his argument is that public executions are more just than uh, the kind of systemic underlying prison system because... The fact that they're so public and the fact that they're like people witness them that they have to be much more sure about the um, the guilt of the person and that there's more accountability because people see it, um, which I just think is like a super interesting argument. Um, interesting, to make. but like, does whereas that, the prison I don't think system that is holds like an, up throughout history. Oh no, public executions used to be like if there weren't enough of them, people would be upset because that was like their entertainment. For sure. For sure. It's not a perfect (laughs) argument. It's just, and I don't even know if that's like 100% his argument. That's definitely just something that was discussed, that he has discussed before, is that the underlying prison system and the way that it just like imprisons people, but like no one really pays attention to it or sees it. Yeah. And like looking at this, it's like, um, you know, this jury of six and they just like make a decision and then when they don't have to actually be the people to, um, carry out that action um it's like i don't know is it really fair but um anyway yeah. just bring well, in a little inter- Foucault. interesting to consider we await your thoughts on foucault <laughs> Dear fans. i mean he's not perfect 
<laughs> on a, a you know less philosophical point who's taking all these pictures of people in the fleet oh my god i thought about that because like one of the pictures of gator is like obviously like his like military like whatever photo. yeah but which like perhaps they could have had a guess on him but like it was it was the end of the worlds it was the it was so many apocalypses plural and they don't have like what is the plural of apocalypse (laughs) i find myself needing to know (laughs) another coin in the jar (laughs) that is one of my all-time favorite lines i find myself and i'm sorry that riley (laughs) delivers it yes anywho and sorry to jenny for hating on riley oh he's a hunk i won't deny that (laughs) um but they also had a photo we didn't talk about it in the last episode they had a photo of um maya with the baby yeah like someone just took a picture developed it Mm. or uh, i don't know maybe they have digital cameras still printed it out Mm. who the heck is doing that look i think some people just understand that things need to be documented you know i suppose and yeah Mm. they they imagine they keep a lot of physical records on galactica because the whole no network computers thing yeah but then that also is like well how did you get photos of all these people on other ships if that's the case if there's like no network anyway i think this is something we shouldn't look into uh i don't think the model ships it must be debating it will get us the same guy who does the model ships got a model ship making and photo developing business yes all right well he's rolling in it so much. he's the richest he guy. He also, in the um, you know, I think that he must be very trustworthy because they were like, "Here's a bunch of pictures of random people who are about to go missing over the next week. Don't say anything." <laughs> and he doesn't, or she? Who knows? It's probably who a knows woman. the gender of the model ship yeah. and uh, maybe they photo developer don't identify with either gender. They could be gender non-binary. Yep. Yep. Who knows? We don't know. Uh, we'll call them they to be sure. Sure. I appreciate that. So yeah, um, they're debating. <laughs> they're debating still about Gata. Ty says he's like family. Um, I think they're coming down harder on him because Gaius is not there, and they can't blame mm. Gaius. They can't carry out any justice with Gaius. And they I mean, kind like of feel Gaius like Gata was the second in command. I mean, but they don't know that. Oh, but he was the brains behind the operation. Oh my god, it's such a ridiculous line. It's like you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that at all. All you know is that Gaius Balter is kind of an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know that. Yeah. But, you know, now I've just, all I see is him naked on a chair in a big lounge. You'll, you'll never unsee it. Nope. Um, yeah, we're, we're so close to getting there, but I want to finish this scene. Because, uh, it, again, it becomes all about Callie, um, where, like, Chief isn't really sure because there's not enough evidence. But once you see that Gata saw a list with Callie's name on it, like he's like yeah he's more decided yeah he's he he hasn't gone all the way there but it's just it's always about fracking kelly it's yeah so, so she's weird. very helpless kaylee <sighs> helpless kelly. Mm. uh and so i'm curious like did gata have to sign this document i don't think he signed it but maybe he was like listed as a witness I or think something something like that but you know we know how he reacted so that's frustrating yeah we know they don't know sam can't do it anymore he says the war's over for me and he's out of the room and they um for as ridiculous and secretive as this is they're like well we can't do this with five people i I thought that was ridiculous (laughs) they were like so caught up in these like it's so crazy that they're simultaneously like not like doing this thing that's like i guess they keep telling themselves it's so fair but then they're so caught up in these like rules but they're just being shit 
Yeah, I think they are caught up in the rules because it exempts them from the guilt. Feeling bad, yeah. Yeah. Anywho, uh, we're back. We're back in the room Mm -hmm. with the Chase Lounge Mm -hmm. with Gaius. And Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless is here. dress. And let me tell you a little something. Oh, is this a little something? I took a stroll down the Battlestar Wiki for this Uh episode, and I'm so glad I did. Okay. There was an excerpt from an interview with Lucy Lawless where they talked about this scene. Mm -hmm. Apparently, she walked onto set while James Callis was naked, fully naked. Uh So I guess he really was fully naked before he put the robe on. Uh He had his hand over his junk, Uh but then he moved his hand, and she like lost her entire shit. Because apparently, James Callis is distractingly well hung. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. She said she couldn't finish the scene. What? It was like so much for her. She had to like walk out and deal. Oh my God. Um, I can never unhear that and uh-huh. therefore never unsee it in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't even. Friend of the podcast, James Callas. <laughs> like, congratulations, I guess. That's but I mean, what she said. It depends. In the interview. She was like, congratulations. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends how big. Because sometimes it can be too big. I know you don't Who have knows? much experience with. Well, you know. I mean, yeah. The okay. thing about me is like <laughs> the the ones I go for are, are factory made. Oh yes, of course. Uh, so I think generally, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get too into this, well, but I I need to get too into this. But but I would say that there is definitely, for me at least, a threshold of too big. Sure. Like there's like you know. It's averagely large is good, but too big is too big, you know? That's fair. Yeah. And so we don't we don't know if he's working with just enough or too much. But well, apparently the too much people uh, just have all that confidence, you know, the big dick energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No well, I don't why think Gators Baltar so has big dick energy, but I would say that James Callis does. Well, yeah. I also think, though, that, I mean, he managed to get this Cylon to fall in love with him. And now maybe we know why. He's having sex with all the women. And Gate is in love with him, and now we know. Now we know. It's that. It's that. I would argue that guys, Baldar has small dick energy. I mean, he's so like nervous and anxious and concerned about what everyone thinks of him. And let's do a Twitter poll. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. Okay, cool. You heard it here. Yeah. Check we'll, Twitter. Um, we'll put it up with the episode, Gaius Baltar. <laughs> but James Cal, that's great. Good to know. Good and, on um, you. Thank you. Thank you, Kaylee. For Thank your you, Battlestar Wiki. Research. I love, I wonder what he thinks about Lucy Lawless bringing that up in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something, I guess, that was discussed previously because the interviewer had the question ready. was oh. like, I hear this incident happened on set. And she was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's been discussed before. And apparently she wasn't the only one who found it distracting. There were some crew members as well. Oh. Who, my goodness. Couldn't quite handle themselves. I uh, I just, I need to go rewatch that scene. <laughs> Different <laughs> eyes now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Great. Mm-hmm. All right. But, you know, Deanna's got her Marilyn Monroe dress, perfectly curled hair. Oh, and just that, just side back. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's a really drastic difference from the clothing on New Caprica, which is, I think, very much what they were going for. Yeah. 
I think and to uh, like rule the humans, everyone was wearing like a lot of pantsuits, which yeah. is, I don't know, dress for the job you want. Yeah. Um, we're in charge here. We understand that your politicians wear pantsuits. <laughs> we saw Rosalind <laughs> and we were like, damn. We raided her closet. Yeah. She only has sweaters now. Can I say? Please. There are 12 different kinds of Cylons, correct? We know there are 12 models. Yes. But there are only seven on this ship. There are only seven that we have encountered so far. Yes. And so it's interesting. I wonder if they're just like this. There's like two groups or like if they're just like, oh, we'll only have the seven that they know about. Mm, like they're keeping five just in hidden. secret just in case they want to like infiltrate the fleet again. Yeah. Or if there's like, you know, two posses. Maybe there could be rival mm. Cylon. No, because gangs. there's no violence. True, but maybe they could be rival. There could be a, a non-violent rivalry. Yeah, like an ideological rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like, um, have you seen that? Um, <laughs> sorry, this is a random thing. Have you seen a three? I think it's two or three part uh, episode of South Park where they have the atheists take over the world, and then they're all fighting each other. And in the end, the only difference is like what they call themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, they're like, I vaguely remember no, this. No, it's the Atheist Alliance. No, it's the Atheist Alliance Front. Or well, I don't even remember what they are, but it's hilarious. Yeah, because that's, like, that's pretty. Even with the same accurate. like ideology, they found some shit to have war over, and so maybe it's just like that. They're just like, no, we should be called something else, not Silence. Blah blah blah. I don't know, maybe. but it could be. Anyway, maybe. I was just. It was just interesting to me because it was like seven, not twelve, and we know there are twelve. Yeah. So we still we know that the vote is split about whether Gaius gets to stay. So uh, based on what we know, we assume the vote is three to three, and yeah. then and then she's the only six one. Yeah. is the deciding. Well, that's vote. what she says. She's like, there's yeah. three, four, three against, and then six is the deciding vote. Yeah. So I don't know. Put a put a pin in all that. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, okay, so she's got this gorgeous dress. Gaius has this like white, robe white terry cloth robe. And, and I just have questions. Underneath. underneath. <laughs> I have questions about the Cylon tailors. Interesting. Who's making the clothing? Are there, is there a Cylon? Maybe we haven't seen the other Cylon models because there's like a Cylon sweatshop where they're making designer dresses for everyone. It would be the toasters for sure. Oh, do you think centurions have that like level of um, dexterity? Dexterity, yeah. Um, I think that machines have proven they can make clothes quite like so. Their arms can turn into guns, and they can also turn into sewing machines. Yeah, some, some, yeah, probably. That's fascinating. Mm, Okay, so we'll think about that. Yeah, but there is a nice robe as well. It is. It looks cozy. Yeah. Uh, She hands him some pills. Is it just those are like Gaius's pills? Like he needs those? Like what does she hand him? And he just takes them. Yeah. And it's not addressed. Yeah. Unsure. He's been asleep, supposedly, for, for three days. Three days. And then she just handed him With some all pills. Of the and he was like, oh, hey, thanks, pills. at his big penis. Maybe she was just, like, watching him. And that's why she voted to keep him. She's like, we need to make those. How do we? <laughs> Maybe it's like he, he's a dildo They're studying him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's why they brought him on. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Gaius Bolta dildo. Yeah. yeah. Can we get those? Let's think on that. Mm. So um, we could partner with some Now sort of all I can think about company. is James Callis' penis. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I did that to you, but also I'm not sorry. But you know, you know, you know how my brain works and you know that's all I'm going to think about forever now. 
anyway continue. you're welcome thanks i'm gonna be looking for the bulge <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move forward let's move on we've got a an unsexy scene with fat apollo when will this end well he's jumping rope and he's lost half, half a, a stone, stone which i had to look up because i remember waiting stones when i was younger Okay, so you make fun of Americans for our no, measurement no, no. system. But stones are based off of pounds. pounds. Yeah. And that's the Random. thing. It's like, it's funny because in Australia, like we use the metric system, but then for like baby weight, we usually use pounds. And then for height, we usually use in inches and feet. But Weird. then weirdly, when I was growing up, I think we used to use stone as well. Like I remember measuring myself in stone, but it's from pounds. But it's just for people, I think. It just seems like a holdover from like, well, we measure things by how big our feet are and we measure weight by how heavy a stone is. You are saying this is an American who has not adopted the metric system and still uses Fahrenheit, even though it's ridiculous. Celsius to Fahrenheit is minus 32 times by five over nine. That's ludicrous. <laughs> it's ludicrous you know that you know Americans, that. Because I was trying to find out how I could do it in my head. <laughs> And then I was like, I can't do that. No. It's ridiculous. I kind of can, like vaguely. You just it's almost half. Live and here so, for long enough and then you know what the weather feels like outside when it's this number. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but like it just it's just a ridiculous measurement. I, I don't disagree. I I'm just it. saying a stone, which you yourself have said you use, seems no, but I very outdated and weird. Yes, said the American. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. I'm just saying we're not the only one. Um, yeah, but we used it because we were using your system of measurement. Although it's interesting that you guys never used stone. I think it was just a way of like, like it's very dividing English, up pounds. Like. Maybe it was very, English, very but then we all adopted the metric system, you see, and then that changed. But you kept randomly like stones and feet and inches. We for don't some use things. stone anymore. Okay. That's like really like young childhood. I remember that. Like, and it was just like parents. So I feel like that was like a hangover from the old days. It's like how like my dad still used to sing God Save the Queen in school before Aww. we had a national anthem. Um, you know, there's just some things that take a little time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of um, ridiculous. Takes a little time to uh, lose no, a I bunch of weight that you gained while you were stressed out about running a battle star oh, by yourself. Just lose it already. <laughs> but he lost half a stone, so half a stone, which I believe is about seven pounds. Okay, and what's uh, that in um, kilograms? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going on? Thirteen people are missing. Jammer's one of them. Yeah, Adama's concerned about it. Apollo's concerned, but not so concerned that he's not going to go jump rope. I think he should jump rope. I'm sick of this. Although I do really, really enjoy it because I know how much Apollo loved not having a shirt on before. And it does still give me satisfaction. I won't deny you that, but I'm so over the plot line. Yeah, it's true. And I'm um, over Adama being fat shamey and I'm over all of it. Yeah. Although it is kind of funny to be like, go jump rope. <laughs> go do it. Go do it more. It can be funny and problematic at the same time. Yes, it can be. Mm -hmm. It's allowed. Mm -hmm. um, also, moving forward to the next part. The Cylon ships are cool as fuck. They are pretty cool. This is our first time inside a Cylon ship. No, but like even outside of it, they would kind of look like a Star Trek sign in one part. It was like mm -hmm. pretty dope. They're anyway. pointy and weird. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Mm -hmm. the, on the inside, that like pulsing red light would really stress me out. I don't know if that's in every room or if that's just in Gaius's room to be like. It makes his <laughs> penis look bigger. Yeah. Or that. Yeah, it's or probably it's, it. It's just, it's a, probably about at dick 
height. It's like halfway. Yeah. Yeah. It's just pulsing red penis. White. Yes. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to mosey right on into the mess hall. Yes. I love Gaeta dressed down. Usually we've seen Gaeta either in uniform or in a suit. And I love him in just like civilian clothes. I just, yeah. I mean, we, I didn't even have to say it. I know. I said it for you. Thanks. Uh, And there's this super intense, awkward scene where Starbucks sits down with him and is like, hey, how are you? Oh, I don't like this scene at all. He's like, fine. And you, she's like, fine. Why do you ask? Because that's a normal thing to say to someone when they ask you how you are. Yeah. Yeah. This is also, can I say these scenes are very like lunchroom. Like I get really like the mean girls diagram where it's like the coolest people you ever meet. (laughs) They're the Asian nerds. They're the cool Asians. Like all of the Except they're significantly less Asians. Yes, yes. In this universe. But um it did make me really think of that. Like we don't have that at school in Australia, but like we know it from movies. No, we just don't have like we don't do lunch like that. Like we have a canteen if we wanna buy food, but mostly people pack lunches and if they don't they like but you don't have like tables where certain groups sit. No, we don't you, have like, a big room with tables. We just have like a yard, like a school yard where they're like, like goths and punks and popular girls and cheerleaders. I mean, I jocks. went to a very small school, so okay. no, we were all kind of like there were like thirty-five people in my grade. That's but quite even small. in the biggest schools, like. I don't think it's a thing as much as it is here. Like, I think there are popular people and unpopular people, but like, yeah, it's not as clicky it's very extra and here. And you guys have like cheerleaders identity. and jocks and blah, blah, blah. We didn't really have that so much. All right. Yeah. Interesting. It's a different place. America. And I actually thought that like, that was just movies, but it seems no, like No, that's not. very real. <laughs> I went to a high school where it was not only like clicky, but also just the students were like, very racially segregated so there was a lot going on there well there's a lot of racial segregation in schools in australia i think as well um in a really interesting way of like yeah i've definitely heard that obviously not in my school because mostly everybody was white Hmm. um but i i've heard that at a lot of the big like public schools like there there's like a lot of like oh but these are like the kids who are like um you know this race or this race and they do kind of like segregate from what i understand Yeah, that happened a lot, but there also were just very, like, there were punks and freaks and jocks and cheerleaders and all of that shit really happened in a little town called Medford (laughs) on Long Island. Oh, Long Island. Mm -hmm. I haven't been there yet. Oh, we should go. Yeah. It's it's pretty. It's long. It's (laughs) great. (laughs) They have my favorite pizza in the world there. Amazing. I uh, probably can't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> the glorious life of having an allergy to corn and corn products. It's, it's a good time, folks. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know who's not eating pizza? Pe- people in the mess hall. No. No. Haven't had pizza for a while. Um, this is another Gator scene was really where... into his food also before Starbucks came. He was like really like... Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I guess I would think... Being on Colonial One, he would be eating better than uh, he is now. Anyway, let's get back to Starbuck and Gato. Yeah, this is such an intense scene. Um, It's very unnecessary. And there's also that intense staring from the other chick on the 
group of six she's like staring intensely well because she's looking they're all looking for a an person to round judge. out the group a very impartial judge uh-huh. who will bring no personal feelings she's into like their here's decision. this person who's actively yelling at one of the people she's that we're perfect. looking at she is a perfect she impartial does look judge appears wicked hot in this scene yeah yeah um always though always though but mm. i don't know There's i like her hair long apparently one of the reasons why she had long hair is because she has a tattoo on her neck i read that somewhere because i was looking up things about her tattoo because i didn't think it's cool but like it would be pretty easy to cover that up yeah they do that in movies a lot yeah i don't know um they said it's one of the reasons why she grew her hair long between season two and three well it's definitely extensions like you can see where her natural hair ends yeah. and the extensions begin. It's pretty freaking obvious. That's fine. Yeah. They didn't have the technology back then. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Continuing. Uh, yeah. So Celix overhears and, um, and Kata's the lonely boy in the lunchroom. He is. All or right. Kata. So, uh, we've got Caprica six in black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking stunning. Yes. Uh, she kind of says she like lost, side of the fact that she's a Cylon like she lost herself in Gaius Baltar yeah I mean but that 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 penis though that D though yeah and his speech it's so good oh my the god the end of it when he goes I need <laughs> you to maybe I should have started with that you're in like, love yeah. with me and it hurts you and you need me <laughs> and then he's yelling like I need you too he goes, maybe I should have started with I that. I love it. It's so good. It's, it made me laugh It's brilliant. A lot. It's peak Gaius and it's, Baltar. It's very Gaius Baltar. It's exactly what he would do. Mm-hmm. He would be like, of course, you need me. Mm-hmm. You need me. You need me. You need me. Oh, wait. I do need you also. I, maybe I that's what you, you want to hear. I need you. Did you hear me? I need you too. Yeah. Oh, oh, but too late. Yeah. No, you didn't do a good job there. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, sh- surprise, surprise. Starbuck is now... Uh, Part Impartial of the circle judge of peers, mm-hmm. yes. It's uh, not a jury for personal grudges. Oh, no, not no, at all. Not at all. It's not about that at all. They do it's say not about they settling are, um, scores. They're only looking at people who like did more than just put on a, a uniform. They call everybody the NPC, which is like, you down with NPC? No, I don't no, know. No, no. What is Nobody it? Nobody is. The new Caprica. Oh, wait, NCP. Whoops. NCP. NCP. Okay, that makes more sense. New Caprica Police. Yeah. Nobody's down with NCP. So she's kind of in after she sees, like, top of the folder is a picture of Gaeta. Yeah. Uh, she's like, yeah, I'm in. Uh, he's guilty. <laughs> it's in my completely unbiased opinion mm-hmm. that he is guilty AF. Yep. Had spent plenty of time with this evidence, and yep. I have been convinced. Uh, so Chief is the deciding vote. Sam barges in while Chief is wavering and uh, brings Starbucks His wife. outside. Can I talk to my wife? Yes. I don't know. I don't I don't disagree with the points that he's making. Um, I just I'm very sad about this situation. Also, that's a really big tattoo to get removed if this is not forever. <laughs> and also really cool, like it is. It's such a cool tattoo, though, that like maybe your it love could be cool for the own. tattoo could 
Yeah. Yeah, but it's awkward because like people, you know, it's not a very large amount of humans left and people yeah, they'd know. be like oh i've seen that t- tattoo before on a man's arm oh wait oh <laughs> okay oh you know and is the professional what's the sport called uh pyramid pyramid mm-hmm. player mm-hmm. what a babe that guy is oh this is awkward yeah did you get your tattoo because you're such a big fan of his <laughs> <laughs> never get matching tattoos people i mean never get matching tattoos i don't know do you do whatever you want tattoo removal exists yeah um, Live your life. Just don't get a Southern Cross tattoo to all my Australian listeners out there. We'll talk about it later. Okay. It's like a very like Bogan Australian thing where they get like the Southern Cross, you know, the Southern Cross stars. Anyway, it's uh, something you'll see a lot in okay. Australia. If I happen to get there. One day. One day. You can show me around. Uh, Sam got out. Sam got out of this thing because he doesn't want to keep killing people and Starbucks like yeah but I want to kill people (laughs) (laughs) classic Uh uh-huh meanwhile in the other room chief uh, well Ty is going on about how like oh nobody wants to kill Gator because he's like a good guy it's like yeah yeah yeah, he is though that's the actual argument and have you seen his hair good hair yep Uh, but he's like you know what? I killed Ellen and I liked her a lot more than I liked Gata. It's a great line, it but is. also very sad. Also sad. Yeah. But it does demonstrate the way that, that he's consistent in his belief system, which I enjoy. But then also it's morbid as fuck. Yeah. I, I, everyone's diving into some really dark humor, which I think Where is all they have are left. all of the psychologists? Oh, uh, dear. I don't know. I feel like these military guys would uh, not be that inclined to seek one out anyway. Oh, it's true. Uh, And Starbuck, I feel like I don't know a lot about the symptoms of surviving trauma, uh, but I would imagine that Starbuck is hitting some classic ones here. She's taking it out on like the person who loves her, um, saying she wants to hurt somebody, so it might as well be you. Like she says, I want to tear your eyes out for looking at me. Yep. Yeah, this is all pretty, like, I mean, I have a degree in psychology. Oh, so well. I feel like I'm qualified to tell you that these Please. are uh, PTSD symptoms for sure. Yeah, it's really dark and sad. And, like, he yes. gives her back the dog tags. Oh, that was and very sad. I had a little cheers. kind of, like, calls him back and kisses him. But then she goes right back in the room. So I don't think they left it in a good place, even no. though they had some smoochies. There were smoochies. Mm-hmm. Also, that's a big, big empty room. Yes. What are they using, very what are they using that room for? Can you stick some people wrong. in there? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Ridiculous. Not a lot of space left on Galactica. Yeah, Just true. saying. So you know what? They find Gata. Yeah, this is very... Punch him in the gut. very traumatic for me. Gag I him. think I am Put their murder him. bag over his head. Yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. And they bring him to the airlock. And uh, he kind of is like tired of explaining because he explained one time to one person. Yeah, that was a bit ridiculous. Like, Gator, I love you, but come on. I think this is where like you could explain it by saying his character does feel some guilt. Yeah. That's why he's not going to like say, oh, I did all this thing, like all these things you have to. Also, I did read that um, in the original script, they did have Gator begging and pleading and uh, the actor Alessandro Giuliani, who goes by AJ, which I never knew. I Ooh, think that's AJ. adorable. Uh, apparently he was like, I don't think 
Gator would beg, and mm-hmm. they went with it. Mm. I I lo- I've read a few times now about uh, contributions that actors have made in like changing the script on this show, and it it's seems nice. like it must have been a really collaborative set. And I'm here for that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really great. And shout out to AJ. Shout out to I AJ because he made the right call. I think. Yeah. But it does put Starbuck in the awkward position of having to be like, tell them, tell them that you fed information, tell them about the yellow dog bowl. Tell like it's just. Yeah. There a lot is riding on this dog bowl. Um, yeah. Also, so I made my own headcanon about how that happened. I mm. feel like Gator like passed him a little note one day, like just chucked it in his pocket and was like, "Hey, when I turn over the dog bowl, Ooh. check the thing," because that's the only way it could have happened. Because hey, you know the one dog left in the universe, Jake. Jake, go see him. His name is Jake, and he is a delight. Yeah, and I believe he's alive somewhere. He is. Um, but I think that's how it must have happened because he was like, we're the only people who know about it. Like even fucking like Ty didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they were actually very, very good about keeping that signal S- very secret. Really chief is like, he's the only person who ever could have possibly known. And it's like, I mean, technically they could have found whoever was doing it and like interrogated him and found out about I it. I mean technically but like obviously we I know that that's not what happened. I think that also he wanted to believe that Gator was like Yes. Good. And it makes sense that Gator was the one and also we they predicted it. They I knew think. somebody was feeding them information so like why weren't they more on the lookout for 100%. who that person was? And I think this is a really interesting thing about like I, I guess this kind of like system of justice. I did I did quotes around my head um, mm-hmm. because you don't know and if you're not bothering like they're coming in with presumption of guilt which is the opposite of what we mm. do mm-hmm. in theory supposedly uh and uh yeah you don't know you just don't know if um if it was they didn't even bother to find out so yeah well you know what i don't have any feelings about is starbuck standing over somebody telling them to beg yeah it no wasn't feelings pleasant. at all and no but it wasn't good <laughs> sure Wait, <laughs> are we talking sexual fantasies what? here? We don't talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm learning a lot more about your sex life. Um. Anyway, interesting. Hmm. Moving on, Ty calls her Thrace, and I read um, online about uh, how Kara and Dee both kept their maiden names when they married. And I'm, I love I'm that. Here for that. Me too, but I still just have this mental image now of Starbuck like telling someone to beg. Yeah. And now I'm seeing a completely different light. I can't believe it. Are, you, are you enjoying the image? I mean, it's pretty good. Okay, cool. Uh, so we're on the same page with that? We're on the same page. Great. I also want to like... <laughs> Tyrrell in the background when they like agree that Gator is innocent has his hands like completely over his face and it's yeah. just a really weird it is like a child watching a horror movie it's, kind yeah of. it's a weird choice like I didn't know I'm like it seems like a bizarre a bizarre thing to do like he's but just like, also ah. like I don't know kind of just like sadly human thing oh, to do for to sure. be like I I can't face this so much that I'm literally going to cover my eyes. It's a very human thing to do, but mm-hmm. it was just like an interesting like blocking choice. It was a really interesting choice. I'd be curious to know. I'm always curious to know like what's an actor choice and what's a direction yeah, choice. Yeah, for and sure. I don't think we'll ever know that, but no. it's fun to think about. Mm. Yeah. Um and so they find out that it really was him and Gata is just like I did what I could. I don't know what else I could have done. And he like, this is the moment where I'm like, oh, he, he is carrying some guilt. Cause yeah, he's like, sure. 
I think he feels like he didn't do enough and he kind of like Charlie Brown's his way out of the room. Like he's real sad about it. Mm. It's a lot. It is. And Poor it, Kato. it was a little heartbreaky. And Starbuck is just so mad that she like didn't get to airlock anyone. Mm. I think everyone else is like reflecting on, oh no, this went too far. We shouldn't have done it. And, and Starbuck's so like, like, who else can I kill? I want to murder right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Zarek, well, we knew Zarek was behind this, but Rosalind finds out that Zarek's behind this. Uh, he signed each death warrant personally. Uh, says it's all above board. Yeah, that's how that works. Totally. 100%. Not an overreach of power at all. Nope. Um, he has a point, though, about these public trials, which Rosalind does take to heart, that it would just kind of take over all of their lives. For and sure. And Rosalind would be signing execution orders once people were found guilty and it would drag on for years. And but this he's is not very wrong like, about any of these no. points. He was just wrong about the way he handled it. Yeah. But also for sure, this is definitely like how this ends up is like very much like South Africa apartheid. Yeah, I wrote that down, actually. Mm. So um, Rosalind gets sworn in and uh, nobody stands in the way. Nobody's like, the way you did this was super shady. Um, And instead of pursuing, you know, uh, a big court battle, um, she just pardons everyone. She pardons everybody that was involved. Uh, well, it's a bit late for Gemma. Bit late for Gemma and the other, I think, at least 12 people mm. we know got disappeared. Um, but yeah, she talks about forming a truth and reconciliation committee, which uh, I read was like, that's the actual words that were used in yeah, several in countries. South Af- so yeah. South Africa, also Peru, Chile, Sierra Leone. Like, yeah. This has happened. Yeah, for sure. Before oh, it will happen again. Is this how they dealt with it in Uganda as well? I think it might have been. Maybe. Yeah, they. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure that they did something similar too. So yeah, when I saw that. But South Africa was the first one that came to my mm-hmm. mind. I think it's one that I more like directly studied. Yeah, but I, I do love when they pull from like real world. Mm, definitely. Government um, and military situations. I do have a note here about only one Ellen outfit. I think we missed the scene, and that's my fault, where Ty um, yeah, puts away her outfit. And I was like, is there just it's one? It's kind of like a montage yeah. that's happening. And he's putting her clothes that, like, I guess, were left from New Caprica. I guess he's putting them back in the like. closet. I think there was some a little bit more in the bag. Okay. He probably didn't take everything with him. Yeah, but Ellen would be so disappointed. She loved her outfits. <laughs> Maybe he's not doing a good job carrying on her legacy. I mean, he and did I think kill the her. outfit he hung up was like beige or brown or something. It's, like, it's n- I've never seen Ellen wear that. Right? It's yeah. not pink or purple. It's yeah. not bold. I don't know. It it was a really like horribly sad moment. Oh though, yeah, absolutely. He's like, but then I got distracted. Yeah, I think this is a good episode to follow the in- incidents on. New Caprica. I think it kind of sets, oh, yeah, sets an interesting tone for where this season might go. And it ends really love light in a really nice way. Where Chief sits down next to Gaeta, yeah. like, you're not the lonely kid at the lunch table anymore. It's very cute and yeah. it's nice. And I like that, Um, yeah, it's very good acting as well from both of them. It's like Gaeta actually, especially, is like, he's got that look like, really? It's like, I, I was almost like, waiting for him to be like, yeah, but you tried to murder me though, and like no, but Cyril it's, it's a complicated saved moment him in a way. Yes, 
because yeah. yeah he is the one who knew anyway and Tyrrell's also the one making a public statement by sitting there of like this guy's sure. okay everyone That's chill out and like i think the best thing you can adama do. kind of does the same thing after Rosalind's speech he stands up and applauds before anybody else does yeah. and it's this signal of like you guys should do this this is the right choice and that she is made the how right social groups work is the people who have the power are the ones who convince everybody else just in their actions not in their words yeah um so that's in the lunchroom mm. or uh on a stage at the president's swearing in yeah. or wherever uh great well i feel like we've really covered our themes throughout the episode we did we did a good um, job and we are running like reasonably long so okay let's get into the silence and the fracks i reckon we've got uh three for three here oh three i counted three fracks we've got um connor sam and starbuck and very Cylon light episode. We have the Centurion Guard. Oh, technically four. Okay. We have the Centurion Guard. We have Deanna. We have Caprica Six, but we also have Head Six in the dream. Yeah, but is that Head Six or is it a dream? Oh, well, I don't know if it counts or not. Yeah. It's like I a don't half, know. Three and half, and half Cylon sighting. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, and we, I mean, we'll be back next week. Yes. Uh, three weeks in a row. Woohoo pretty exciting um thank you again to scuttlebutt for sponsoring this episode and thank you for your ongoing uh help (laughs) uh do great um don't forget you can follow us on twitter at beersbeatsbsg you can email us we're very good and we promise to check the email i'll check it right now (laughs) um at beersbeatsbsg at gmail.com and you can find us on patreon where you can support us and also sponsor an episode um and now comes the part where we still have not found a um a sign off we're gonna we're gonna sort that out i just think all the fun podcasts i listen to have like a cute sign we just want to be cool like them just like just like a lonely podcast sitting in a lunchroom. Yeah. Just we just want someone to, to to come, come and help sit us. down next to us and help us say goodbye. Tell us we're cool, really. Sure. Okay. But for now, um, we'll see you next week. So say we all. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.